You're in a couple nut sacks talking about hockey the other day. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means another episode of The Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There may be there are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but I bet this is the only one where the hosts wear tiaras and pink boas. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Matt and Victor. How's everybody doing tonight? Excellent. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting to be introduced as the lovely Victor, but the lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I am so getting Alan a pink boa. I have one in the closet and some tiaras upstairs from from our daughter's room. Absolutely. Um, uh, you guys buried the lead, though, Matt. That, that was a nice uh, uh, opening of a beer can near your uh, near your cheek, so you can get it. Uh, you can get it in your uh, microphone there. In your Series beer is brought to you by Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brought to you by Puffers, right? There you go, Puffers, eh? <laughs> so, how are you guys doing? Deep, I thought it makes it easier. How are you guys doing this week? Matt, let's start with you. How was your week? It was good, man. Just work, 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 work. Yeah, as usual. Tired. We're doing this, um, I don't know if you're participating, we're doing this step challenge thing at work. I am, yes. What's your team it's, doing? Uh, it's been helpful. We're we're in sixth place oh. for, for all the company. Yeah, you, got, uh, you guys have a bunch well. of overachievers. We're, I think, in like 30, <laughs> 35th place or something like we're that. We're taking this shit seriously, man. <laughs> you know, we're COVID, We're under the dome. What else do we have to do, right? Yeah. Can you say the name of your team Is it or is it company related? No, we are the, the experience. You're the experience. Interesting. Is that like the Jimi Hendrix experience? Sounds like it. Sure. Take it as you as you need. <laughs> All right. Uh, my my team's name is Smells Like Team Spirit. I had nothing to do with picking know. it, but uh, I'll, t- I'll I'll take the experience. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, v- v- Victor. How's your? Uh, you, you know how I feel about nineties music. Yes. Um, it uh, yeah, good. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a bit of a sprint to the finish because uh, I'm off next week and we're kind of making people take mandatory vacations. So tomorrow's a uh, full for full day off for everybody and uh tuesday is a full day off for everybody so uh because people aren't using up their vacations and we don't want them to burn out so we said listen uh everyone's getting a, a extra long weekend so are, um, are, sounds are, like a good long weekend are you going somewhere next week or, or are we not recording next week no no i mean that, that's all that's uh, important staycation <laughs> you know where am i gonna go right uh, I'll need his guests. Yeah, is that uh, the, the only place you can go is camping, and I'm not a camping kind of guy. So uh, I'll be home and uh, spend extra quality time with my guitars and 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 pumpkin, and uh, so I'm good. Well, that's not true. We did lots during our vacation last week. We went to the beach. We went to Casa Loma. There's we went to the zoo. There's a few things. Yeah. yeah. I guess, but I'm not going to go and say, "Al, give me your program." And now I'm going to do that. All that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's fine. I, I, you know, I think every single one of my guitars has a broken string on it. So, it, I, I need to spend some TLC uh, with with them, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And and like I told you about my special new smart amp, which jams along. So I'm. I'll, I'll be doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, is, it the same, is it the same string on every guitar broken? <laughs> no, no, it's a different <laughs> string, and yes, one of them does have a broken G string. But uh, oh, geez. <laughs> just hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And today was uh, you know uh, my son's birthday, so we had the super super soft birthday party for him, and uh, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Did he watch the episode with you this time again, or no? Yeah, he yeah, did. he did. We watched yesterday with again with him and Linda and, and myself, and uh, we had a hoot. 
So, all right, cool. You give him a little tiara. <laughs> That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll get his rating. Uh, you, you should get, ask him for his rating so we can add it to our, our little matrix. Oh, I, yeah, I've, I've got his rating. I've okay, cool. Rating. Oh, and, 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 and also a big week for sport, sports, uh, go, you know, hurry sports. Uh, yeah. Because hockey's back. <laughs> hockey's back, baseball's <laughs> yeah. back, basketball's returning. Yeah, it's exciting basketball's times. Basketball's back, yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's so exciting. Uh, it's just, it's nice to be able to actually. I don't know, take part in something with other people yeah. um, that are, that have uh, um, interests. So it's like this podcast is great, and now mm-hmm. I've got uh, I've got hockey. So, Fun. so now I've got two things. <laughs> I mean, isn't like half the NHL sitting in Toronto right now? Uh, and the other half oh, in Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, half in Toronto, half in Edmonton, and uh, and all of basketball I think are in Orlando. Yeah, so, they're all Disney World. So, yeah, Disney World. Oh, yeah, because Florida. Yeah, baseball is the only one where they're actually traveling, and and they got zonked. I think uh, the Florida Marlins. I think they have nineteen players. That yeah, and the caught, Phillies. Caught had, yeah, had to postpone games. Like uh, baseball is in jeopardy of not being able to finish their season. So that's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so so it looks like they, the baseball, the bubble yeah, approach. They, yeah, the bubble approach right. was was the right approach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I, mean, I can't imagine why they chose Canada for the NHL, right? Not like we know what we're doing up here. Fuck. <laughs> and the death lab below us. And, yeah, really. And the death, the the dollar is much cheaper up here too, so they can put it on for a lot cheaper. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that, but <laughs> all I know is that I've got. Uh, oh, and big news. Um, not really, but uh, so we're we're we have Bell guys coming on on Saturday and switching my Rogers to Bell back to Bell. I, <laughs> I, I keep bouncing back and forth, but the they've game. got the best technology now, so I'm looking forward to it because uh, uh, you know right now, even now on this on this on this uh, podcast, I, I'm not don't have the greatest connection, mm-hmm. and uh, so once we get the new modem in place here, it's going to be awesome. Awesome. Dial up's a bitch, eh? Yeah, we're we're, we're expecting one hundred percent improvement in sound quality. Oh, where's that sound? You need the uh, modem dial-up sound. Oh, on, I know, right? No, I don't have any. You got to be ready for those things. No. <laughs> How can we, uh, you know, get nominated for the award? Yeah, not yet. Hard no. Hard no. Okay. So uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's a, it, I got a few updates from last week. So uh, yeah, our, our, we we recorded our first uh, episode recap last week, and and uh, we were kind of joking around. The last week we had like eight listens, and and we could account for all of them uh, among the three of us. Uh, but no, this week we have way more than that. So we we can at least say we have some listeners not in our uh, immediate well, family. What is way more? Um, one hundred and two. <laughs> No, no. Well, no, it episode one zero two. What does this mean? What are you looking episode at? Episode zero one zero two. Yeah, uh, season one, uh, episode oh, two. Okay. All right, yeah. So I'm just this looking. This is why Al's running the show. Yeah, I'm running the show, Victor. <laughs> let, let me let me talk. So uh, here here we are on the charts in Canada. We are ranked one forty one, and that's down out of what? Uh, out of uh, we need context. Out of thousands, uh, but that's in in Canada uh, in after shows. So uh, probably a few hundred. But guess what? In Australia, we're ranked number sixty four. So Sweet. there you go. I knew there's a reason I loved Australia. Uh, and, I, and those numbers feel flawed to me, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> hey, this is this is science. <laughs> they feel very trumped right now. This is science. This is all uh, according to iTunes charts. In the world, let's see. No, no, sorry. Out of all podcasts in Canada, regardless of category, we're ranked 2,900, 2,904. All right. I was just going to comment. Isn't Australia in winter right now? What's that? What's that? 
I was going to say, I, I was just going to comment on Australia. Aren't they in uh, winter right now? Maybe that's the reason. Yeah, why yeah, they're stuck they're inside higher. listening to, <laughs> to our crappy podcast. <laughs> Worldwide, all podcasts, our rank is 6,877. So we are making some strides with a bullet. Uh, <laughs> so can we get that update on the weekly? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to see, down, I like to see a chart as well. I'm looking at it every... Uh, I'll send you... Uh, actually, I can't send you... Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll share with you guys uh, the uh, the numbers. Just, me just, just tell me what it is every week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's exciting. We were seeing a little bit of movement. And uh, on our Twitter account, we have some new followers. Let me... Uh, I'm going to just uh, uh, welcome a few of them. So Soul Freedom... Uh, is following us on Twitter, and they actually posted this amazing video that they created. You know the the WWE uh, like video game, uh, like wrestling. Which one? I don't know. What, the, the latest one. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, you know how you know how like in the sports games, like even in, in NHL, like Victor, you would know this. You can create yeah. your own player and make that player yeah. look like. So yeah. somebody went through the trouble of creating WWE wrestlers that look like Wayne from Letterkenny and all of his opponent, <laughs> all of his opponents from all the episodes, and then post- awesome. posted a video. You can check it out. I liked it. I liked it on 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 Twitter of him beating oh. the shit out of all these uh, different characters from the show. They they oh, went. I'm totally- it sounds scripted, but I'm totally there. <laughs> Of course, it's scripted. It's WWE. So, well done, Soul Freedom. Thanks for the follow. Uh, Chris also followed another follower that you'd like, Victor. His name is Vic and Tired of the Shite. Uh, Z Chan, I don't know if he's any relation to the guy we used to work with. Um, and also a rival podcast called Haria Now, the toughest podcast in Letter Kenny, uh, is following us. And they're actually from Seattle. So uh, I, I uh, reached out and I thanked them for the follow. And I said, we actually talked about the Kraken in the last episode. And they, and they got a kick right. out of hearing that. So, and that was the name we, we were gunning for at first. And then uh, you know, it yeah. turns out they was taken. Yeah. We found the source. Exactly. There and, you go. And are we going to have to have a, a brawl with them? or how No, no. Work? I think they're very nice and all they're right. friendly. And, and there's there's enough uh, room for all of us. Uh, uh, you know, unless, I just meant because yeah. of the name. But anyway, yeah. sometimes. Uh, Chad Her- Henderson, <laughs> Stacey Turner, Mark Turcott, um, and Patrick Plywood, Plywood McNeil. Now, uh, he's he's uh, of note. He's noteworthy because he's actually on the show. He plays one of the skids on the show, um, the one with the the, the gas mask, uh, tall the tall one with the long hair. That's Patrick. Um, and uh, I reached out to him, and, and we were chatting. And uh, we're actually hopefully we're going to try to get him on, uh, you know, uh, on the podcast somehow. Either hopefully he can come on when we're all recording, so we can kind of. Uh, ask him a bunch of questions about what it's like to be on the show. Uh, if not, if we can't ar- or organize him on like at this time because it is kind of late at night, maybe I'll pre-record an interview with him and and, and post it here. But he's he's um, he's game. He wants to be on. He just told me he wants to talk to the producers to make sure that he a he's allowed and b what he can uh, what kind of information he can share because apparently everyone's still waiting on pins and needles to know when uh, season nine's coming out and. Uh, Sounds like he might know, but he can't share that yet. So, all right. Yeah, when you said when you said he needs to talk to the producers, for some reason I thought he was talking about our show, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> so our just, producers, you know, us, right? Mm. <laughs> get him in touch with our people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, get, no. Get him to talk to Tanya. Well, yeah, yeah. Tanya's our people, and no, no. He he's game for it because he's also he's also got like a YouTube channel. He posts like uh, comedy bits uh, uh, that he does himself, and he also d- posts some bits where he, or not bits, but 
uh, videos where he talks about mental health, which is uh, you know right. a cause near and dear to me. So I'm I'm more than happy to have him on, and and he sounds like he's he's keen to to be on. So hopefully we can make that happen, uh, you know, soon. Um, cool. Also, uh, there was a great article uh, by someone named Cintra Wilson uh, for the New York Review of Books website uh, of all places, and and she writes a glowing article about letter Kenny from an American perspective. So if you haven't seen that, uh, it's, it's actually an interesting one. I'll post a link to that on our, on our, uh, uh below our podcast. Uh, last week we uh, reviewed season one, episode one, ain't no reason to get excited. That episode received a fresh rating from Matt and myself and a clearance from Victor and Tanya high praise from Tanya so far. So, uh, <laughs> 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 at least she'd been tossed it into the compost exactly yeah, yeah. anything above a compost is a win for tanya yeah exactly <laughs> so this week we're going to uh review episode uh season one episode two super soft birthday uh matt did you watch the episode yeah i mean that was the only thing i had to do this week <laughs> you had one thing to do and you did it you didn't so are, are you missing hours ago. are you missing out on Grays again this uh tonight uh yeah i got i got razzed about that Uh-oh. but it's okay she filled she filled the void with uh queer eye for the straight eye or oh. straight guy crack open another beer there matt <laughs> oh shit I'm all, I, honestly at the time this seven 18 minutes i'm already through another one this holy bad all right at this rate it's uh, we're gonna have a good finish here uh victor did you, you know okay. starting to add s's to all your words yeah yeah victor did you watch the episode I, I did watch it yesterday with again with the boy and and the wife. All right, and, and Tanya, did you watch the episode? I did, I did. You for well, sorry, yes, you. you <laughs> <I> <laughs> told me to it say, was just time to watch. You're in trouble. It. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. That magic voodoo. Unfortunately, I have no uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel to to uh, oh, you know yeah. bridge the the um, <laughs> letter Kenny yep. episode. So- <laughs> we're all done, so we're all before, caught up. Before and we, we have get to wait. into Letter Kenny, can we take a second just because we're? I mean, Letter Kenny, Canadian content, yep. awesome work. Mm-hmm. Can we just take a moment to shout out to Shits Creek mm-hmm. and the what fourteen nominations they got for Emmy? Yeah, another crazy. great Canadian show that just came that that just got all this international praise. Um, love the show. Very proud of what they've accomplished. It's funny. Um, I think. I think yeah. I watched the first episode, maybe, and and at the time, I mean, this is a while ago. I've heard so many amazing things, like so many people it's, I know who've seen it and love so it. Good. Yeah, we'll probably have to, we'll probably have to jump on that one. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason, and the reason I, I, I just suddenly thought that she, she mentioned the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. and you know, when they talk about one of the nominations is 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 best comedy, um, whatever for the Emmys, and it's up against marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh wow! So. On it's on that caliber, wow. um, and it is a, it is an amazing show, Canadian made, um, and amazing cast. So. Like the cast is star studded, like for, by Can- Canadian standards. Yeah, but Dan I, and yeah. you and Levy have just done amazing things with that show. Yeah. And if you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. All right, I, I'm right there with Al. I saw the first episode, and I said I'll come back to it, and I, I never did. And uh, now there's many seasons later. It's something that. Uh, it's always there waiting for us. So yeah, so um, we'll probably jump on it for sure. That. Yeah. All right. So let's continue into letter Kenny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, pitter patter. Let's get at her. Let's get at her. All right. Let's start with a recap. Uh, uh, cold open. We open with Riley and Jonesy at Modine's with uh, the rookie teammate 
talking about a, a hockey road trip that they're about to take to the big city and all the women they're going to hook up with. Let's listen. <laughs> big roadie to the big city this weekend, Schmelt. Do you know what that means? Um, sucking city titty, idiot. Sucking all that big city titty, idiot. Call up that big city slam piece. Big city slams, idiot. Big city billet moms. Big city billet sisters. Good dink sucked on, boys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong. I'm sitting beside my wife listening to that shit. <laughs> These two just crack me up, man. They're great. Uh, Victor, I think you'll really get find this interesting. So the actor yeah. who plays Riley, yeah. his name is Dylan Playfair. Does that ring a bell? Uh, well, Playfair, I feel like Playfair was a character on Survivor. Uh, it, it might have been, but that's not where I was going. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dylan Playfair is the s- is the son of former NHLer and Calgary Flames head coach Larry. Uh, Jim Larry Playfair. Jim Playfair. God, you're, yeah. just close, make, close. you're just making names <laughs> up now. <laughs> Should I give you a sounds like we could have done a video thing? I could have helped you with that yeah, charades yeah. on that. Yeah. So Jim Playfair. And just for the record, Victor's our sports guy. Yeah, I know. That's why I was asking him because he's supposed Jim. to know this shit. Wait, what? What year? Uh, what year did he play? Jim Playfair. So I don't know what year. Yeah. I know he played for the Oilers. He was the head coach for uh, the Calgary Flames for a while, and now he's right now the associate coach in Edmonton for the for the Oilers. Uh, and right. so, so uh, uh, yeah, so his son is Riley on uh, Letter Kenny. Now, the the fun the fun thing is that you'll want to check out, and I'll post a link to this on on our site as well. There's a video of Jim Playfair in 2010 losing his shit uh, during a, an an AHL game. He's the coach. Uh, yeah. a, a, Ref makes a bad call. He loses his shit, busts two sticks on on the the bench, but then also rips his jacket off Hulk Hogan style. It's awesome. <laughs> you have to see oh, that, that. That's incredible. So, that must be on one of my Rock'em Sock'em Don Cherry videos. Yeah, it's, it's, but, uh, yeah that's. <laughs> so I'll post a link to that on the site so you can check that out. But uh, brilliant. I, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it looks like the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, every time these guys. Every time these guys speak, it makes me like I, every time they drop when they say, oh, what a beauty, bud. Yeah. Uh, like I have one of my closest friends. So as you guys know, I'm very well informed in the sports genre. Not. But that's obviously a lie. But some of my closest friends have Hard always no. been heavy, <laughs> heavy sports people. One of them being the ultimate jock. plays. He actually plays a press, uh, professional lacrosse. Um, and he's one of those guys that drops a beauty bomb every chance he gets. Beauty. And every time I hear them say it, it, it just it, he pops in my head and makes me laugh. I'm like <laughs> fucking jocks. <laughs> the beauty, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a beauty. <laughs> so uh, that that's that's the cold open. We we head in we we head into the theme song, and then scene one: the Hicks are hanging out on Wayne's porch. Uh, Derry approaches them with a very earnest request, but not before Katie gives him a hard time about a certain awkward uh, issue from uh, from Derry's past. How are you now? Not so bad. Good, and you? Not too bad. Have you shit yourself? You look like you've got an awkward boner. Don't. Don't what? Dan, <laughs> do you know that Derry used to get boners every morning in grade nine during O Canada? No shit. Yep. Could not get through O Canada without getting a boner. Give a young man 30 idle seconds and he's going to get a boner. We talked about this. 
if we if we had Derry's words of uh, wisdom, that would be one of them. Give a give a young man uh, thirty odd seconds or something, and and he'll get a boner. I love it. That's great. And then once the ribbing is done, Derry finally gets to his request. I was wondering if this year we could skip the birthday party. Skip your super soft birthday party? Are you fucking high? Hard no. Daryl's super soft birthday party. Every year, Daryl's mom used to throw him these birthday parties when he was a kid. Softest birthday party on planet Earth. Boy band karaoke, cupcake decoration station, charcuterie. One year, his mom had him a make the world a better place party. One year, they dressed a horse up like a unicorn, and he was never really the same after that. It's not funny. You used to take a lot of teasing in school for those. Aww. Should I get you a tissue, Sally? No, he'll have one in his purse. Or maybe his clutch. Party's happening, Daryl. You don't fuck with tradition. Or maybe oh. his clutch. I, I love There's that. so much gold in there. He <laughs> <laughs> was never the same. I was wondering, the horse? Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> So uh, interesting. So we're, they're going to throw a super soft birthday party for uh, for Wayne there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so that they're said it. I mean, the the episode's called Super Soft Birthday, so now we know why. Scene two inside Wayne and Katie's kitchen. The Hicks talk about the fact that Wayne is fighting again, and so now he must regain his title as the toughest guy in Letterkenny. So the agenda after your dust up over the weekend, safe to assume you're fighting again. Correct. And four, good buddy. Well, it's going to be a busy week because there's a few guys walking around town claiming to be the toughest guys in Letterkenny. I'm the toughest guy in Letterkenny. You were the toughest guy in Letterkenny. It's been some time. Now, it's safe to assume that that title is as important to you now as it was then. It's a doc with a boner, drag weeds. Ten, four, good buddy. And it's safe to assume that the challenges will be coming up around the farm as that is how you have conducted business in the past. Well, it's never one for an audience. Does a duck with a boner drag his, drag weeds? That's the line of the episode right there. <laughs> I have that written down in front of me. <laughs> oh man, that's great. And I mean, I wonder, I wonder if they made that up just for the show, or if that's, I don't know, like maybe a regional. Because you know, there's the does a pope shit in the woods. There's a bunch of those. There's a frog's ass water tight. I've heard all of those a million times. So that's the first time I've heard a does a duck's boner drag weeds. I mean, I would assume it does. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think that existed. That must have existed before the show. If, if, you, if you listen to that line, didn't get a hard visual on that, then uh, you don't. You weren't listening to the show properly. Well, just logistically, I'm, I'm trying to picture what, what that would look like. Of course, it would drag weeds. <laughs> all right, uh, they go on to lay out all the challengers that Wayne has to beat in a fight to succeed. There's uh, Sled Ted. He really likes the sledding boys. Uh, rat ass on account of his hairy ass and joint boy because he smokes a lot of joints uh katie only has one request and this is it look keep it at the end of the laneway no dgens on the property so texas size 10 4 over and out over and out so this is our so first tanya huh? yeah okay. yeah so tanya you know you, you in the last episode you talked about how there's no there's no depth to the show to there's no story there's nothing to really get you hooked but i mean this is basically rocky three right now you know (laughs) 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 oh i like where this is going episode one episode two he's you know he's he's falling off his horse he's trying to find himself again um and then you know as this one goes on we'll get in deeper joint boy is basically clubber lang here um and and uh 
Rocky's trying to refine his crown. So that's <laughs> lovely I mean, analogy. I don't, know what you need for de- I don't know what you need for death here, <laughs> but you you like, must have stretched real far to get that kitty trunk tree. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what I goodness. that's what I appreciate about you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so just uh, no, no, Tanya, you're not crazy. That. Uh, the depth has not uh, grown that much. Yet. No, I, f- I found the, the think outside the box. I found the <laughs> efficacy of of the 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 fight setups and the root and the and the um, very elaborate routine that they had um, very interesting. But I think it goes. It's not. I shouldn't use the word interesting. I found it amusing, but not. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, that's a good thing to do. Sorry, in a complete contrast, like I first, you know, we'll get to the ratings uh, mm-hmm. later, but a complete contrast to, to the first episode and why my rating may end up being different this time mm-hmm. is that the fighting had, uh, it, it, was, it was true, um, whimsical, amusing, entertaining, uh, and it wasn't offensive. Uh, whereas the in, in episode one, it just felt awkward, um, maybe too violent, unnecessary. Um, I don't know. So, so I, com- I completely disagree. I thought the the in the first episode, the fighting was completely justified. In this episode, no, it's I, fun. I, so I, I don't I don't mean the fighting per se. I mean mm-hmm. what led to the fighting. Right. What what led to the to the fighting? I just felt like it was just having you know seeing a guy pissed, uh, lying in the trash. It's, it's it's not down. funny. Yeah, I don't know. No, I know, but it, that's it, the it, thing. Yeah, the guy was a bully. Yeah. That's why Wayne beat the shit out of him, though. Like the, yeah, the guy yeah. was so the I bad guy. Like two con- <laughs> it's just complete two ends of the spectrum in right. terms of how the fighting was used in this episode compared mm-hmm. to how it was used in the other episode. Oh yeah, well, so just, for, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. The fighting serves a different purpose in this episode, but in that first episode, I think it was completely justified. They get the the guy was an idiot, and they had to show him. But then the thing is, had Wayne fought him just because? he stole his girlfriend to me that's less justifiable than the fact that he fought him because the guy was picking on somebody lesser than him he was bullying somebody else so wayne went to his defense hey hey, i I get it i get it i just felt it went from zero to 60 in in like you know two seconds and it wasn't it wasn't amusing or funny whereas this this was an enjoyable episode to watch sure and the fighting was enjoyable and whimsical and amusing and entertaining Mm -hmm. i agree Agreed. Uh, uh, I, I disagree with the objection to the fighting in the first episode, but I agree with, with, with everything else. And uh, Matt just opened up another... Well, what do you have now? What are you drinking now? I love I'm how you laugh. What's that? <laughs> he, just, he, he cracks himself up every time he opens. What, what kills me is he's he's using ear... What, what, are they ear pods or air pods or whatever? They're, <laughs> no, they're they're I know they're Mifos. They're blow. They're Bluetooth. Oh, ear, so earphones. so to get the, the, the sound effect. Ear, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get the sound effect of the beer opening, he's got to hold it up to his cheek so that the mic picks it up. I love it. It's like he's 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 uh he's making love to it before he drinks it. I, I want to share this moment with everyone. Right? <laughs> I'm on the, I'm, I got my bone shaker. This is the here. closest to the so bar you're gonna get. Out. Yeah, exactly. All right. So before we move on to scene three, just wanted to say in the last scene with with. Kate, Katie, it's the first time we hear two things: the term the term degens, uh, and and we're going to learn that 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 stands for degenerates, uh, and sure. it's kind of the only class of people in Letterkenny that's below all the other four classes, apparently. 
like uh, below the skids, below the hockey players, the Hicks and the Christians. They're below the skids? Yes, they're below the skids. Yeah, I'll say that that is a term that's in my regular vocabulary in current state. (laughs) Just want to call that out. All right. (laughs) Because of Letterkenny or were you using the term before? Mm. No. (laughs) Oh, no, it's just a proud and true term of endearment. Oh, of endearment. Okay. I, I hope you don't have to use it too often. Yeah, no, I know. You'd be surprised, man. And then the other line would be this. So Texas size ten four. Texas size ten four. They're gonna. You're gonna hear a lot of that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, those two things. So scene three. Katie gets picked up by Jonesy and Riley, who won't come down the laneway because they're afraid of Wayne now. Uh, she gives them shit for making her walk down the laneway, uh, and uh, after. After that, Squirrely Dan uh, tells a story about his cousin's uh, ruptured scrotum, which goes in some uh, interesting direction. So he tore his ball sack open trying to do a skateboard trick, and he's got to show it to his mom because apparently one of his testicles is showing. Is it the right one or the left one? Why is that of importance? Well, because the left one has more sperm in it. Sperm out is always what it's called. Tell you what, if I ripped open my ball sack trying to do a skateboard trick, I'd be more worried about seeing my vast deference. Well, you'd have to tear your ball sack pert near wide open doing a skateboard trick if you wanted to see your own vast deference. I'm not sure I want to see my own vast deference. I think if I saw my own vast deference, I'd be quite worried. I'd be most worried if I tore my ball sack open trying to do a skateboard trick if I could see my accessory glands. Well, you don't want to go too kooky with accessories on your truck or your Jeep. It's okay with like a quad though, like my buddy Big T's got a snorkel kit on his and that's pretty punk rock. Uh, they go on and on and on. Uh, I thought I'd just cut it there because it, it was just. It goes on and on. I, I was just visualizing Squirrely Dan doing skateboard tricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to watch him pull off a kickflip. I stayed stay to see that, man. Better better, Squirrely Dan. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, next scene. Because uh, I think that one doesn't need any more discussion. Uh, scene yeah. four. Uh, back in the kitchen, Wayne gets a call for his first challenger, Sled Ted, uh, who arrives to fight. Uh, it's a pretty easy win for Wayne. I don't have a clip for this because it's basically just a fight, so we'd be listening to, to punches being thrown. Uh, it's a pretty easy Wayne, uh, win for Wayne. And in the end, he helps Sled Ted up and shakes his hand and, and walks away. And uh, that's what I like about Wayne. <laughs> He's a man of principle, and uh, just because they're fighting doesn't mean they can't be friends. Yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love that. I mean, it goes on, and, and we can talk about more, but the, the fighting has nothing to do with um, grudges or anything. It's, it's like this sense of pride within their community. It's like, who's the toughest guy in Letterkenny? And he's trying to work his way back up the ranks. Yeah. So so there's your story there, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this Rocky time we paid attention. I said it already. Yeah. What's that, Victor? This time we paid attention that, you know, before each fight they have uh, their shots and they smack the glass there twice. There you yes. go. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. did that every time. Except yeah, I was for, like for the last waste fight. Smoke. Except for the last fight where he drank right out of the bottle. Yes. Well, and that. so yeah, and Wayne's yeah. pre-fight routine does kind of evolve throughout, but yeah, it usually involves taking a sip of some drink uh, or a shot, uh, having a smoke, and uh, later on, he even starts unbuttoning his uh, his shirt or his uh, sleeve collars, but. Uh, or not collar his sleeve his sleeve buttons <laughs> his sleeve buttons i i found his uh i found his um his character did deepen when when you saw him shake his hand uh, shake it, 
when you saw him shake hands with the guy, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it, it was it was more than just an alpha male thing. It was it was show yeah. It was more than just an alpha male kind of pride moment. It was him showing who he is. Yeah. And, well, and I mean, what, I think he models himself uh, like Jared Kiso, the, the actor, kind of models himself after one of his he- heroes. Uh, uh, Victor just got up. I don't know why. I was just going to ask him a question. Victor, are you? I'm, can, I'm still here. He allegedly got up. Yeah. Do you know, uh, uh, Victor, um, uh, another role that Jared Kieser has played in, in a movie, actually, you might be interested in? What's that? He played Don Cherry in the Don Cherry biopic. Oh, I actually saw that. That was a two-part. Really? Movie. That was Jared Kiso. So that Wayne from Letter Kenny plays Don Cherry in in the the CBC movie. Hmm. Yeah, I never connected that. Yeah. So there you go. Because I actually saw that, and it, like I said, it's I think a two-part movie. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the right one, but uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't Thank seen you. the movie, but I saw a clip of it today. Uh, maybe for our American and or Australian listeners, uh, can you explain who Don Cherry might be, uh, Victor? Well, Don Cherry was uh, a hockey player, never really made it as a hockey player, but uh, uh, he did play in NHL, I think, a few games, but he, he actually made it as a coach and uh, was a very successful coach and took his Boston Bruins all the way to the finals, uh, only to lose uh, because he got a, his team got a penalty uh, for having too many men on the ice, which they generally uh, it's the coach's fault. <laughs> Typically, they say that, but it's really the player's fault. Uh, and yeah, and they, they ended up scoring the goal and ended up winning the uh, Stanley Cup. And that's what he's kind of no, that that's what he's known for in his kind of hockey career. And then after that, many years later, he became a commentator on CBC and and uh, started the show called Coach's Corner, which ran for many, many, many years with many, many, many uh, years. with uh, uh, McLe- Ron McLean as his. Uh, puppeteer and or the other way around i don't know which way you'd like to call it and then uh until just this last year where the show ended because don cherry just took things too far and uh insulted uh uh our uh immigrants in this country and uh and uh yeah he was canceled so um so there you go i took us around the world yeah that's uh <laughs> More in depth than I was expecting. That was a Cole's notes. Yeah, kind of thing, but but basically, and and yeah, that was very in depth. But 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 in a nutshell, Don Cherry for a while there was probably the most famous man in Canada. Uh, and and had had he run maybe for for a public office at one point, prop might have don't give him that much. Credit. Well, at the time, like maybe twenty years ago. Anyway, but he's he's yeah. definitely one of the more no, known people in this country uh, who had a, a pulpit and and a very like uh, a very. Uh, uh, w- w- far-reaching kind of podium where he could spew a lot of his his uh, his his. Um, uh, he was a polarizing. He was a very was. polarizing figure because he if people you know in hockey people loved him, uh, but they kind of half the people loved him because they actually respected him. The other half loved him because he was a caricature. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but but outside of hockey, um, he was very controversial, very polarizing, just because he was very super hardcore right wing. Yeah. Uh, and and his views. Uh, he didn't, you know, when he kept things to hockey, it was fine. And whenever he crossed the line and started talking about politics and race and uh, all that kind of stuff, it, he would always go too far and insult somebody or some some 
um, uh, uh, you know, group or, 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 or whatnot. And, uh, you know, now it's not okay anymore. It used to be okay for some reason for all these years. And all of us now it's not okay. And, 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 you know, so that's it for Don Cherry. Now he does podcasts. So there you go. Yeah. Apparently. He, oh, geez. I've been having mic trouble. It keeps on cutting out. Now it's probably a little too loud. Hold on. Mike, stop it. Uh, there we go. All right. So we'll move on from the Don Cherry talk, but I thought you might be interested to know if ever, if you ever want to see Jared Kiso play some, someone other than Wayne, he's Don Cherry on, in that movie. Uh, moving on to the next scene, the Hicks are in the tractor shed talking about Wayne's first fight with Sled Ted. Uh, and then during the conversation about men's fragrances, <laughs> they, they also go on to preview Wayne's next opponent, uh, Radass, and here's what that sounds like. Sled Ted had Bigfoot hands. Yeah, he's a big, grimy brute. Shit fighter, though. You guys remember the fragrance Brute? Or Active Brute? Yeah. Yeah, they still make that. I always enjoyed that fragrance. You could use it to dry up zips, too. Do you know that you can use shaving cream to get permanent marker off your hands? Why don't you just dip your hands in the parts cleaner? Well, most people don't have a parts cleaner. The most likely rat ass will be your next dude. I hear he is a greaser. Can confirm. So fucking greasy, I almost don't want to. I saw him with his shirt off, swimming at the gravel pit not that long ago. His back acne was extraordinary. Like extraordinary how? Well, like I thought about it for a while after is all. Well, elaborate, I'm likely going to have to touch it. Well, like how it was cultivated. Well, by not showering, likely. Likely. Did you know that men can wear the fragrance CK1 as well as women? Yeah. Yeah, that's because it's an unisex fragrance. It says that right on the bottle, but would you? Oh, negative. <laughs> would you wear a Gap Dream? No. Don't, don't dairy, that's for girls. Dairy, that's for girls. You can't walk around smelling like pretty girls. You're not wearing it right now, are you? Clothes too expensive. <laughs> I just use sunscreen. Banana boat. <laughs> Banana boat. Yeah, that's what I that's my sunscreen that my cologne of choice, banana boat. I love that whole scene. That was such yeah, a good change. It was great. Yeah, it's a great scene when when Squirrely Dan says unisex. I I cracked up when the first time I heard that. Pretty girls. I mean, no. This, this one. <laughs> one of the reasons I love this episode is because Squirrely Dan had so many. He's quickly become my number one in this show. Yeah. After two episodes, he's my favorite character. Yeah. And and I the more lines you give him, the better the sh- the the show gets because he had a lot of lines in this episode and I loved every single one of them. Yeah. He is, he's definitely uh, one of my favorites as well. And again, he's the one guy from Toronto, the hickest of the hicks. That's right. And, he, and he's actually oh, and, a city boy. And by the way, lots of educational material in this episode, whether you're into phys ed and your you know, scrotums and how they work and whatnot, or whether you're into which clones to use for what or how to clean grease off your hands, lots of good education. Did, did William learn more about the male anatomy from this episode than uh, he probably bargained for? There you go. Yeah. Not, not to mention the life hacks that uh, Wayne introduces to you about the shaving cream and getting the uh, permanent marker off your hands. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. Or no one, not everyone has parts cleaner. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next scene inside uh, Wayne, inside the Wayne farmhouse, uh, Katie informs Wayne that the uh, neighbor has refused to lend them their horse for Dairy's super soft party this year. Hey, neighbor said he's not going to give us a horse this year. What? Well, he said that last year we returned him and his breath smelled like alcohol. Well, it was probably mine. He could have lit my breath on fire the next day. Horse was half cut, though. Said that he's going to give us a donkey? Nope. Might be funny. Gotta be a horse. You don't fuck with tradition. You're really going to pump the brakes on a donkey dressed up like a unicorn? Oh, I'm stomping the brakes. You put that idea right through the fucking windshield. 
But it's a donkey dressed up like a unicorn. Katie! Well, it's better than a kick in the pants. Do you want this to be the softest birthday party ever or not? I want this just as much as you do. Well, then find us a horse. Please and thank you. <laughs> Make sure you say please and thank you. So that brings us to Wayne's first words of wisdom. And I know that Katie said this first early in the episode, but it's the only words of wisdom I could find in this episode, and that is... You don't fuck with tradition. You don't fuck with tradition. That'll... Uh, uh, you could tell that uh, Wayne and Katie's upbringing is was probably pretty strict. We'll we'll, we'll see more evidence of that later. Uh, both of them kind of reacted in vastly different ways. Wayne became kind of straight laced and very, uh, well, Wayney. And then there's Katie, and she's she's gone the opposite way. But uh, it, I think it, it tells a lot about uh, their character and and oddly enough their upbringing without even mentioning you know any parents involved or anything. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love the fact that uh, a donkey somehow makes it less soft. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all about tradition, right? The horse work before. Don't fuck with that shit. You don't fuck with tradition. And and a, and a unicorn is not a donkey. It's a horse with a horn. I mean, it's true, yeah. Al. A unicorn is not a donkey. <laughs> That's but a unicorn is not a horse. It's like saying a zebra is a horse. These are, but you know, closer, you, but it's closer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's ugly we can get deep conversations about this. All right. Next scene. Hicks are back in the kitchen. Wayne and Wayne's next opponent calls. Hello. Kate. End of the laneway. Don't come up the property. Good. Rat ass is here. Rad ass. So uh, that's just uh, showing the, the pageantry behind the, these fights, like Tanya was saying, the whole leading up to each one, uh, the, yeah. uh, the, um, the formality of it. <clears throat> so before they fight, uh, Rad ass has a bunch of rules and starts acting a little crazy. Keep this standing. This goes to the ground, we stand up. Okay. This goes to a clinch. We separate. Great. Let's go. All right. So hit me. Fight him or shut the fuck up. I'll give you free one. What the fuck is this? Let's fucking do this. He's fucking square off. So during the fight, Radass pulls Wayne's hair and the fight needs to be broken up. And then when it resumes, Radass removes his shirt, confirming all of Wayne's concerns about the fight. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne finishes him off with minimal contact. You know what's what's funny when that scene happened? It immediately took me to, and I'm not going to kid you, along came Polly. And if you remember that movie. Oh, when he's playing basketball with the hairy guy? When he's playing playing basketball with the hairy guy. And he's got, he has the guard him and his face is. Ben Stiller's face rubbing up against Uh, that hairy chest. That's all I could picture in that scene. It ruined for me. I remember. Ugly face uh, at that point. Yeah. Whenever your mic conks out, just tap this to to bring it back. I need a new, a new soundboard. Tap, tap, tap. No, the other one. The other one. Yeah, that tap, one. Tap, tap, There you there go. There we go. Tanya, you should fight for the main mic next time because clearly he's <laughs> just... Uh... No, my, oh, my mic's no better. <laughs> Podcastofwords.com, everybody. <laughs> stop what can- not to do on a stop, podcast. Stop campaigning, Victor. All right. <laughs> Scene number eight. The hockey players are helping Katie set up for the super soft birthday party. They admit to Katie that they fell short on their shopping expedition. We couldn't oh. find a lot of the stuff on the list. Yeah. 
Like what? Uh, well, uh, there's ingredients that I don't think you can get in Letterkenny. So go to the city. Yeah, but we got practice in a couple hours. Crush a couple sandals before, too. Grab some appies, maybe? I'm not a pregame naps, either. Appies and nappies, Ferda. 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 Well, we need everything on the list. So what drinks do you need ingredients for? Uh, Corabella Love Potion. Purple Passion Punch. Lemon Gingerini. Apricot Toblerone Cocktail. Couldn't find a flirtini. Couldn't find sparkling mango sorbet float. Don't, don't know really what that is. Well, that's all of them. Yeah. 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 Look, I have about a million things to do if this is going to be the softest birthday party ever. If you guys don't get me everything on the list, you'll be pulling each other's horns from now on. So, so right. So far. So far. It sounds like one when we asked him to do something. So it, it, maybe I missed this in early. Is she fucking both of them? I'm, I'm really. I was I'm, just I'm gonna so ask the same you. thing. I'm so there with you. When she said that, I'm thinking, wait, what's happening? So. She had two references in this episode. She she said getting into the jeep that um, they're gonna have babies or something. She referenced something about a baby. Right? And, I'm gonna make babies. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I thought at that point yeah. she could be talking to one of them, right? No. One of them. Yeah. But now she's like, yeah, but the whole hand job. This time it's everybody. So, yeah. so during the the babies thing, that's actually her saying she'll get she'll get really angry if uh, if they make her do that again. She'll have babies. That's that's a way of saying I'll get really angry, uh, like oh. having a cow or having babies. Same same kind of thing. Never but yes, it is. It I, is. I, 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 that differently. <laughs> it, it is intimated, intimated that Katie is a little on the promiscuous side, and not just with with uh, Jonesy and Riley, but even some of the comments she makes in the kitchen when they're talking about uh, Wayne's uh, um, opponents. She asks, uh, uh, is it, yes. they're talking about, I think, uh, rat joint rat-ass or yeah. joint? Well, first rat-ass. Yeah, she could confirm. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they, and they right. look at her cross-eyed. But then but when it's they, greasiness. Yeah, and then when they talk about joint boys, she goes, is he single? And then they look at her again. It's not that that matters. So she doesn't care if they're single. She doesn't care if there's more than one of them. So when I say and that uh, they had a tough upbringing and they both kind of went their own ways in dealing with it, I think that's an illustration of that. And there's two references between her and Squirrely Dan now already, which I'm still not sure where that's going. Uh, the, uh, that's so. what I appreciate. I think that's just Squirrely Dan, you know, uh, kind of not hitting on her, but but complimenting her. And he made eyes at her. Yeah, but and, Wayne, but Wayne, Wayne was like, easy there. Yeah. Right? Well, he's being the big brother. He's he's being protective, uh, especially if one of his buddies want to get with his sister. It's bad enough that every other guy in the in the town seems to have either gotten with her or want to get with her, right? It's just interesting since now it happened twice. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if that's like going somewhere. That's all. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I missed the scene before the, this when, when the skids were dancing outside the uh, the, the oh, variety right. store. Yeah. There's a scene where Katie yeah. gets out of her uh, pulls up and gets out of her truck. And there's a moment between Stuart, the, the skid leader, uh, and yes. Katie where where they look. They he nods at her and she kind of gives it gives him the eyes. Uh, I, I mentioned that because. Uh, after this exchange with the hockey players, she gets a text from um, from uh, uh, Stuart, and uh, he's he's asking her to to email him back. And at this point, she doesn't return his text, but it, but uh, we'll see what happens later. Uh, next scene: the Hicks are at the barn reviewing the rat ass fight. Fuck, was he a beaker? 
Like he would not stop Beacon. That shit is the worst. I was right, stick to the task at hand, pal. Keep trap shut, throw bombs. I wouldn't say shit if my mouth was full of it. Haven't seen that many hits since good Charlotte played Warp Tour. Yeah, more like not very good Charlotte. Movies like no effects. Yes, FX. So, yeah, uh, the rat ass fight, and they're talking about how greasy he was, and also beaking. So, beaking is another term that um, means that he's, he's trash talking. He's, he's saying a lot of words and not backing it up. Oh, and before that, the hockey players, there's a term that they use, FURTA. Now, Matt, do you know, is, is FURTA just a letter Kenny thing, or is it an actual thing that, that uh, hockey players say? Do you know? Maybe we need to get uh, a hockey player to chime in, because none of us here. Qualify. Uh, I have yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I I blanked on that one for sure. So Ferda, because uh, I've seen T-shirts, of, uh, it's it's like a big letter so, Kenny thing. So Ferda is short just, for. I, yeah, uh, I just looked it up. Ferda yeah. is a hockey player slang referring to doing something for the boys or for the team. Ferda boys, Ferda team, Ferda. So whenever you hear them say Ferda, and they say it a few times in this episode, that's what they mean. It's like a little chant that the, the players use. Ferda boys, Ferda. So they're yeah. talking about having sandos and naps. Ferda. <laughs> Ferda. So, yeah. Of course, when I Googled it, immediately I see pictures of Jonesy and Riley. So, so yeah, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm not sure whether it's an, a legitimate thing or whether they just made it up for the show. Either way, it's it, you'll hear it a lot. And, again, they're now using it on merchandise. So. Uh, next scene. Uh, they oh now that after they talk about rat ass they start previewing Joint Boy. So tell me about this guy Joint Boy. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, Wayne. This guy looks like an Australian rugby's player chiseled out of stones. Uh oh, got legs on him, <laughs> tree trunks. Is that a deciduous tree or coniferous tree? What? Well, there's a difference. We're talking about like a maple tree, which is thick and deciduous, or a Christmas tree, which is thin and coniferous. Yeah, but both is hards and made of woods, right? There's difference all I'm saying. What type of tree is a coconut tree? It's a palm tree. How do you know? Well, like the internet. Oh. Anyway, that's the joint boy. How come I'd never heard of him before? Oh, he just got out of jail. He was arrested for assaults after he beats the shits out of a guy for pushing up on his sister. Got this big entourage of guys, bald-headed, bearded dudes, what looks like a whole bunch of surly uncles. Yeah. Yeah, I love Squirrely Dan. He's awesome. He reminds. No, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck deciduous meant when I when I when I watched this. So as I was watching this scene, I was looking it up, and I'm like, all right, the leaves <laughs> fall off. I got it. Yeah, I mean, like like Victor Lots was of education. Yeah, like Victor was saying, it's very <laughs> educational. If this thing wasn't so yeah. damn damn dirty, I'd actually let my 13 year old son watch it because he'd learn something. But uh, about balls? National Geographic, <laughs> I'm learning more from this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Squirrely Dan's awesome. I actually know uh, I've got a buddy who who kind of does what Squirrely Dan does, adding unnecessary s's at the end of words, uh-huh. and uh, it's kind of funny. So I can that's attest awesome. that that's something he he takes it to an extreme. <laughs> But uh, it's it's something that I have. Now, does heard. he do it naturally, or is it on purpose? No, it's 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 the character. Like if you hear, uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Kevin, whatever his real name is, I forget now. Uh, his stand-up, it's yeah, he's not he's not his character. So uh, it's pretty good. So uh, Wayne seems a little concerned about uh, hearing about uh, Joint Boys' entourage, and he wonders whether they'll need backup. And that's when we learn about the ginger. <laughs> Think we should call the ginger? Mm, no. Why not? He's tougher than hell. Yeah, but like you heard, he fucked an ostrich, right? He what? He fucked an ostrich. <laughs> Allegedly. 
How does a fella get caught up in that sort of business? Well, I guess his cousin had an ostrich farm when he thought it might be fun to fuck one. Allegedly. So Allegedly. he got hard somehow when he fucked an ostrich. That's fucked. That's a felony. So we use mid emergencies only then. I should say. And uh, that's a tribute to uh, uh, Victor's background. He's got an ostrich as his background and the word allegedly. <laughs> I like how you ducked out of your frame just so we could, <laughs> we could all see it. <laughs> uh, I love it, the ginger. And the, he, he gets brought up often too. And we actually get to meet him later on, so that's, uh, that's cool. But yes. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Red allegedly fucked an ostrich. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's brilliant and I I think what's even better is that they're somehow offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're offended. I think they're just bothered. <laughs> because they're still cons- they're still talking about bringing him in because they needed the backup. But uh Wayne was a little just uh I don't think so. <laughs> How does that work anyways? Uh, yeah. If if Wayne needed him as backup, then Wayne is no longer I alpha male. How does it work? Fucking no, no, no. I'm over the ostrich. <laughs> we, we, we learn more about that later, too. <laughs> he doesn't want a man that fucked an ostrich backing him up. <laughs> like, wouldn't you worry about getting hoofed by uh, the those legs of the ostrich? Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I'd be thinking. It's pretty well, fast. Yeah, red It's pretty fast, right? You have to be a pretty... But they said Red's a tough guy, so I guess he can take it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next scene. The super soft birthday party is underway. There are folks from all over town. There's a horse, cupcakes, pink boas, cotton candy, a bouncy castle, uh, a horse with a unicorn horn on it, and Derry's wearing a tiara. Uh, joint boy and his entourage are a uh, pull up for their fight. Which one of you is Wayne? Got some business. You're interrupting a party for my best pal that my little sister worked pretty hard to put on. Hold it. May I sort this out now, please? Goddamn right you may. Thank you. Don't lose. May I sort this out, please? So he asks his sister permission to to have his fight with Joint Boy. Uh, But Joint Boy doesn't want to fight. Because it turns out Alexander, the guy who's like who likes pissing with his pants down around his ankles, is Joint Boy's second cousin. And Joint Boy appreciates Wayne sticking up for him the other night. So this is a callback to the previous episode. You had yourself a scrap the other weekend of Modine's. What's it to you? Left the dude pretty banged up. I heard he kicked a slow learning fella in the bum while he was having a piss. Now, that slow learning fella is my second cousin. Okay. Being the toughest guy at Letterkenny is important to me. I'm sure it is to you, too, but we're all hicks here. You done me a favor, so I'd be willing to shake your head and call it a day. I just love this big, burly guy, and, and he's about to fight Wayne, and he says bum instead of ass. <laughs> like, it just seemed, it seemed weird. Yeah. They, they, he kicked a slow learning guy in the bump. Like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. Uh, turn so of do phrase. you think he was, do you think he was afraid? Uh, of fighting he's seeking, Wayne? Like, he's seeking like a handshake in this scene, right? He's yeah. like, let's just, because of what you did, let's just call it even and let's move on. 
No, I think this is a sign of honor among uh, fighters. I think uh, I don't think he was afraid of Wayne at all. Uh, I think uh, he 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 wanted to do Wayne a solid, but uh, Wayne. Had... I didn't. I didn't see but that. Who, way who would you... Oh, what did you yeah, think, Victor? I didn't see it that way because I felt that let's you know let's shake hands and I'm going to retain my toughest uh, guy exactly. belt mm-hmm. and uh, and Wayne didn't want any of it. He said no. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of way, like, yeah. who, who gets the belt at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I guess I, I didn't I didn't see him as being afraid of Wayne though. But uh, I, I I hear what you're saying. If they didn't fight, then he keeps the title, and obviously Wayne's going to have nothing of it. This is when Wayne has his uh, his dirty hairy moment. Here's what he says. I didn't do you no favors, so I don't know who the fuck you are. We done talking? And then the fight goes. So that, that's, that's a pretty kind of dirty, hairy kind of moment. It's like, I didn't do you any favors. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck you are. Let's fight. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it that way. But yeah, I guess you could see it that way if you think that uh, he was afraid to fight Wayne. I mean, the whole idea of the in-depth storyline for Tanya's benefit was to <laughs> to regain the title. And yeah. if we ended there, what would be the point of the episode? Fair enough. All right. So, I mean, I accept that premise. Uh, maybe one day we'll have uh, one of the writers on our podcast and we can ask them <laughs> what, they, what they meant by it. Again, I liked the nod to his sister. Again, the etiquette and the and the the pomp and circumstance or whatever you want to say. It was just, I, I liked that. That was say nothing yeah. about Wayne. He lives by a code. He sticks to it thick or thin fail or not. He, he does stick to his code. Um, yeah, he's loyal, respectful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, this, I was disappointed that he took the little hat off uh, for the fight. It would have been better <laughs> if he kept the hat on, but anyway, <laughs> this is the Wayne's toughest fight yet, but in the end he wins and he approaches joint boy, with an invitation. You want to come to a super soft birthday party? <laughs> I love it. It had nothing to do about the fighting. And, nothing. And, and, nothing. You know, there was yeah. no adversary. There was just like, let's let's sort this out. Let's figure who's the toughest and let's move on with our lives. Exactly. And we all yeah. live in harmony, right? It was well, nothing. it's like a hockey fight, right? Because a hockey fight, uh, as soon as it's done, typically, I mean, there's situations right but mm-hmm. typically a typical hockey fight is there's a shake at the end and they go have dinner after the game like it's not it's you know so i feel it felt like this was kind of a uh you know um a lens into that as well yeah it's it, like hey this, this the fight is the fight and now it's over so let's you know let's have a party let's uh let's have cake it's the classic it's not personal it's business and uh, that was the yeah. business they need to find out who the toughest one was i mean <laughs> joint boys lying bleeding on the ground <laughs> <laughs> Wayne walks up to him out of breath, shirt's actually torn a bit, and, and he offers, he, he invites him to his friend's super soft birthday party. Uh, last scene, the party continues as if nothing happened. Um, Derry and Squirrely Dan sit sipping fruity cocktails as they watch Wayne, who's now wearing a tiara, and Katie <laughs> decorating cupcakes. Happy birthday, Derry. That's oh, really more for them, ain't it? What is? All this. No, it's not. It's cream cheese. No. That's cream cheese. No. Yeah, that's cream cheese. Let's go. Jesus. You remember they weren't allowed to have birthday parties growing up. They had to go Bucky at mine. Well, they dudes go alls out, don't they? It's a Texas size 10 4. <laughs> you know, if Joint Boy and his pals hadn't showed up, I figured this would have been the softest birthday ever. 
That's a small victory for you, I suppose. So there you go. We we get another glimpse into kind of the uh, 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 Wayne and Katie's uh, past. So they weren't allowed to have their own birthday parties. So this is why they went all out with uh, dairies. Well, there you go. And uh, we never mentioned the uh, cone. What do you call it? The cone bra or the Madonna bra that <laughs> Riley or Jonesy was wearing? I yeah, they were during one. during that party scene. Yeah, they're uh, decorating cupcakes. The the horse with the unicorn is in between them. They're talking about bringing the horse home. Uh, I think Jonesy says to Riley, he'd break your bed. Actually, his 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 penis would break your bed. And yeah, r- okay. during this whole exchange, Riley's wearing two party hat cone shaped uh, bra. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun there um and uh and just to end it off during the party katie gets another text from Stuart, and this time she responds to, to tell him that she can't meet him that night because she's busy but does not close the door on it and the last shot is of wayne you know bruised and and with a black eye wearing a tiara and cake on his face blowing a no- blowing his noisemaker and Darius saying there's the toughest guy in letter kenny and that's yeah perfect way to kind of end that episode and i was actually interested to see if the skids would be at the party or not but obviously they weren't yeah they weren't but uh yeah Yeah. uh, and 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 again the skids was an interesting so that scene where you know she was walking walking past them and they had that moment and while in the background they're all still doing that weird dance and you know (laughs) william and i are looking at each other thinking what (laughs) what's happening what what is this what are they doing it's just so weird and unusual that that's even happening, mm-hmm. but it's just part of the background. Yeah, there's no mention made, made to it. It's just there. It's just what they so, do. That's how they spend their time. They do drugs and then they go dance outside uh, a, yeah. a a building. Yeah, it's just it's just so bizarre. That's all. Yeah. Um, th- there is a post credit scene. Uh, this time it's of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you watch it? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I actually did this time. Yeah, I feel like I missed all the post credit scenes, mm-hmm. and this one—I'm not going to lie—I think this might have been my favorite part in the whole <laughs> really? episode. It's so—I've <laughs> got the clip, but it's so long. I'm not going to play it. But I, I don't know. <laughs> no, don't play it. Yeah, it goes on. It goes on for a little it, long. It goes it's on. So brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's basically Jonesy and Riley uh, on audition tape to to be on Amazing Race Canada. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, the, the best, the best part of the clip is is the one where he's hit, kicking the soccer ball into the net yeah. when he's standing literally like half a foot away from the net and the ball goes over the net. Yeah, there's, there's supposed to be. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. no, I'll disagree. I think the line that caught me. I, mean, I don't know if you have that there ready to go, but I think it was Jonesy said or Riley said. You know, Jonesy, um, it's like Mark Wahlberg and Ted. <laughs> And then he pauses. No, wait, lone survivor. <laughs> I don't have it isolated. I only have the entire clip, and I don't want to play the whole thing. But yeah, yeah there, no, it's, it's the, a little long. Yeah, there's some it cute just parts. Killed in, me, man. And and then and you need the visuals without yeah. the visuals. Yeah. Not. So so if anyone who hasn't watched yet, they should watch it. But the the scene where they're showing how agile they are, and they're basically just climbing a kid's playground, and every and at, at every stage they're high fiving each other and hugging each other because because like they've accomplished something. It's just. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's, and as they're pumping each other's tires, yeah. the visuals is of them just completely failing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they're talking about how athletic they are, yeah, the, you mentioned the soccer ball, but also the scene before that, he throws a football and the guy does not catch it, and it it, it just goes on. Like these guys are supposed to be athletic, yeah. but they, I mean, they can't. If do I was a producer of Amazing Race, a hundred percent, I bring these assholes on. Oh, like, of course, they yeah. would be the most. <laughs> 
Maybe the first team to be out. Yeah. Oh, it would be amazing <laughs> to watch that shit show just roll out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, just going through the Canadian slang, that, or just the slang in general from this show. Ferda, we've already went through. D-Gens, Texas size, 10-4. Sandos. So Sandos uh, are sandwiches. Uh, they, they, they refer to them a lot. Uh, Schneef. <laughs> I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't uh, get the the clip where um, uh, Squirrely Dan talks about where he's he's uh, he's he's done schneef. Pretty sure it's a cocaine reference. It is and absolutely. What 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 I loved was how specific they got into those references. <laughs> if you didn't catch it, there was a Gordon Corman reference in the middle of all of that mess. Um, yeah. Like at one point, he said, "I once I once Hoover schneef off of Gordon Corman's." Um, was it? Fuck, I'm I'm totally blanking on the the name of the book. Uh, Gordon Corman's "This Can't Be Happening" at McDonald Hall. That so, caught me, and I laughed my ass off. What? Who is Gordon Corman? He's a Canadian author. I mean, oh, again, okay. I've read maybe five books in the history of my life, <laughs> and one of them was a Gordon Corman book. So <laughs> this caught me and made me laugh. Yeah, because uh, I heard the reference too, and I just I didn't catch. Like I didn't. Uh, there's many references I don't catch, and that was one of them. I just kind of. Uh, Chalked it up to he—he he must be somebody uh, you know famous that I just never heard of before. From Letterkenny, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then of course Beaker or Beaking, and that's trash talking. So that—that uh, that in reference to Radass, he, he was doing a lot of Beaking. Uh, yeah, and then uh, so just the music on the show. Uh, we have some uh, repeat uh, bands here: uh, Kaboom, Atomic, um, uh. Keys and crates. Uh, there's some favorites here that I think the producers of the show like. Uh, um, Dead, uh, Deadly snakes, chains of love. There's a lot of uh, great music in, in this episode, and I'll, I'll list. I've listed and linked to all of them. Uh, again, we have a Spotify uh, playlist called the Produce Stand Podcast Playlist for anyone who's interested, uh, and you can check it out there. Uh, all of the the information on, or most of the information that I've gathered from the show is from the letterkenny.fandom.com site it's a wiki um so there's all of that uh guys let's get to the uh, rating for this episode uh we'll start well, let's start with tanya today um what rating would you give today's episode i'm still going with a clearance clearance all right so i think uh we, we've probably found tanya's top end for this uh for this show anything <laughs> I, all, all in i'll I, say if, if, if tanya's ratings average out as a clearance that's a win i think so yeah i think, yeah, so. I think so only because I, I i i yeah i liked seeing a little bit more of wayne's character i liked seeing that but so much re- repetition on the jokes like and in no case have i ever sat at a table and had the same three words of a sentence repeated with only changing the last word or two and and that joke just kind of float around the table several times oh see that's that's the table i I, want to be part of i just that's because because your kids aren't teenagers yet you just wait it just it sounds like do you remember when you were kids and somebody would repeat what you said and then it would just annoy you and so i still kind of it it still feels like that to me where it's just that repeat of of uh, that annoying kid 
I love it. I think it's great. It's cute at first, and then you want to strangle them by the yeah. end. Sure, sure. Oh, I get that part. The ball but- one, that that one did a little bit better because that they changed it a little bit more, and it, it made it a little bit better. So that's why I'm doing clearance on on this one. But uh, hey, you know, I'm yeah. taking your clearance, and I'm running with it. All by right. the way, that repetition in 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 comedy is called callbacks. All right. So oh, uh, is it then? <laughs> Sorry there. Uh, I shall refer to it as that. You know what I kept on thinking of? Your do you remember that shirt that we've we've lost? It said uh, Department of Redundancy Department. Yes. I just kept on thinking, where is that shirt? You should be wearing it right now. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. What what rating would you give it? This one's a fresh for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I liked it from start to finish. The yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's fresh. And Victor, what would you give it? Yeah, it's an e- it's an easy fresh. Uh, you know, if last if episode one was a clearance, um, thinking back on the verge of toss it compared to this one, toss mm-hmm. it into the compost. That is, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I this one is a total fresh, and I'll tell you why. Um, first, at no point did I feel. Um, uncomfortable watching the show with my son and my wife at for thinking there's too much uh, vulgarity or there's too much uh, hatred or bigotry or things like that because I, I you know regardless of kind of your thoughts on sure. it I just felt that it was going a little too far with the whole gay thing mm-hmm. in the episode one but um, I just felt this was again I'll, I'll come I use the same words uh, whimsical entertaining uh, amusing uh, and just just good natured ribbing and fun and and um, more character development my favorite character now uh, which is Squirrely Dan I love that he had so many lines uh, I just I can't get enough of him so I'm you know hoping that continues um, and it, you know so just comparing comparing one you know last week to this week this is a you know high fresh rating very good <laughs> I, I i'm going to agree with you i think this one here had a lot more heart than the first one than than the first episode i think it showed a a, a side of like uh you know, when I first watched the show, uh, I thought the first one brought me in in terms of uh, the the laughs and 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 some, like the 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 comedy. This one kept me because it kind of showed me, oh, okay, there's gonna be there's gonna be some depth to these characters. There's gonna be some heart to this show. It's not just about uh, it's not just about hicks and and skids and 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 fights. It's it's gonna be more about more than that. And uh, that's why that's what I appreciate about this show. And uh, for sure, this one is is a, a fresh with me. So let's go to our rankings. I, I want to rank our everyone's top three episodes. So right now, everyone in the, in the number one spot, I, just by default, I have the first episode of the season. So uh, I'll start with you, Victor. Uh, is this episode enough to de- dethrone? I think I think I don't know the answer, but is this one uh, enough? to dethrone episode one as your favorite so yeah far. Yeah, this, yeah this this jumps to the top for sure all right and tanya how about you what would you say she, she's giving it some thought i i because the first one i actually did find myself laughing two times but <laughs> yeah twice we have a, <laughs> that's documented two this, laughs this one i didn't laugh at all i know you didn't no what this, i know but i think you were in a different in a Maybe weird I was mood in last a night weird i think you were in a weird mood yeah. last night but yeah you're I was right back to the office i had a lot more in my mind and yeah, yeah maybe not maybe that was the real but okay i'll um oh dear okay i'll say this one's better yeah 
I mean, you don't have to. Don't, don't be, you, no, yeah. you should be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should be honest. Don't do not do to appease you're, us if you still like the first episode. I mean, if you're actually No, because the first one was... T- no, the first one. one was... It was not good. The only thing that I liked is that Wayne stood up for the little guy mm-hmm. in the last... And, and that whole Ferdinand, Ferdinand whatever, reference <laughs> that, you know, I kind of saw the direction of where it was going. You were just proud stuff. of yourself for but that reference. But the whole reference, yeah. skits thing in the yeah. first one versus this one, and, and as Victor said... I. I agree with his his uh, points there. Yeah, I'll say this one. All this right. one's better than the last. All right, Matt, what what do you say? Hundo P. Hundo P. This has been. I don't. It's a weird reference that my sister in law uses. Okay. So yes, I would say this one. <laughs> that is not a letter Kenny approved. So so you you, you rank this one. Ten four, good buddy. Yeah, I was trying. I was going through my memory bank. I'm like, I don't remember that one. Hundo P. Oh, hundred percent. Gotcha. All right, I get it now. Okay, right? Oh, right, okay. Oh, my. So, um, Don't judge. judge me. Do whatever you want. I'm good. <laughs> so this one, number one, so uh, t- so far. Of course. Although, yeah. that remember that first episode when the, the burning bush uh, and the reference, put your finger here, and she likes that, and that's how hell feels? That, yeah. was, that was a good one. Well, come on. Are you changing your mind? You can change uh, your mind. It, it's, it's more interesting when we don't all agree. <laughs> like right now, we all yeah, have this like, one as number I one. I think that's great, Tanya. I didn't find that. Line funny at all? So. I didn't find that. Reference is not an episode to make. No, no. So, so are you changing your mind or are you sticking? No, to no, no. She's sticking to it. All right. I, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with everyone. I think this one is a little bit better than number one. Um, I, I really enjoyed this one again because it showed warmth and 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 more depth in the story and the characters. All right. Uh, does anybody have any final remarks before uh, I uh, put this one to bed? Matt, we'll start with better, you. Better. Yeah, bitter patter. Yeah, I mean, it's this was a good one. I, this is one of the episodes that kept me hooked and kept me going through the season. Um, I, I just I enjoyed this one for sure. Yeah, uh, Victor. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, with each episode, I'm kind of hoping that the next one will continue to uh, keep it up because, again, I'm watching it with Linda and and, uh, and oh, William. So wait till you hear I what the next one is. Always, What's uh, Linda's opinion kind of on this? What, what to expect? Like, mm-hmm. is it going to be? Because again, you know, I, I watched a few of these mm-hmm. um, uh, a few years ago, and and I found them way at that time. I thought this show was just incredible, mm-hmm. and now watching it back, it just it just it is good. Mm-hmm. It's just not as good as it's like watching Alf again now. People have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, but when I, back in 1987 or whenever the hell that was, <laughs> there was a puppet. There was. A puppet. Yeah. I thought Alf was the greatest thing on earth, uh, or a Melmac, and oh, and Jesus. and now it's just the most stupid, ridiculous <laughs> thing ever, right? So, so I just kind of, I'm not comparing it to that. It's not that drastic, but an example, mm-hmm. an example, the way this episode started with the uh, with Jonesy and Riley talking when I watched that for the first time two years ago I thought it was just brilliant and yeah. for me that was the most forgettable scene in mm-hmm. this episode yes yes for so sure. it's, it's just interesting yeah and I mean I think yeah in subsequent watches you and so maybe it'll be more interesting to get your thoughts when when we go beyond the first season and you start watching episodes you didn't watch before to see yeah. Uh, yeah. like how, how you feel about those because yeah I mean like I said I've, I've seen them all once through and now i'm watching them uh, again with tanya and uh, uh yeah I, I'm, I'm appreciating different parts of it and also parts that i remember thinking were brilliantly funny are now like huh but I, I still think it's it's really i mean 
you know, this isn't Shakespeare. This is, is it's a, it's a Canadian comedy about <laughs> Hicks, skids, hockey players and, and Christians. So modern Shakespeare. Yeah. Don't, don't discredit it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, um, we're not looking for, uh, I don't know, um, yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Maisel level writing, but I am very appreciative of what, what we are getting so far. Stop so saying yeah. appreciated yeah. like that. It's not ha- it's not Hamilton. That's what we appreciate about you, Tanya. Exactly. There you go. All right, so uh, uh, I'm going to play us off here with one of the songs from this episode. Uh, it's called uh, "When It Comes to You" by the Dead Ghosts. I love I love the music uh, that they choose for this. There's a lot of like '60s vibe, like guitar, kind of lots of echo and stuff from from like that era. It's all like new music, but it's got that like. I don't know. What do you think, Victor? They can't hear me. Sorry, Alan. Oh, you can't hear me. All right. So that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we'll recap episode three from season one, Fart Book. Oh, God. (laughs) So, Victor, you know how you're saying you you hope it gets better? You may want to get Linda to skip this one. (laughs) Please rate us on iTunes if you like the show. Follow us on Twitter at Produce Stand Pod. Uh, we also invite you to visit our website, theproducestandpod.com, for other episode recaps, a list of our favorite episodes, and to email us. If you email us, we might read your email on the podcast. More impor- most importantly, tell all your friends about the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're now going to get some cupcakes, uh, feed them to the horse, along with a couple of apricot Toblerone uh, cocktails. From all of us at the Produce Stand, have a good night. <laughs>